Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Alex Leverett, uh, lead writer on the Arcoma chapters and voice actor for Ron Barton. Uh, just dropping in with this quick message before this exciting episode of the show uh, to let you all know that I wrote a book. Uh, it's called In Between, an Arcoma Story, and it is a short novel depicting Polvo Poplip's story as a man living, quote-unquote, in between the Undercity and the Surface City of Arcoma. It's out now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Author House, and more. Thanks, guys, and enjoy. The City of Arcoma. A dark place, full of dark skies and even darker citizens. My name is Ron Barton. I come from a small but advanced town out in the wasteland. So far, I've spent nearly a week in the city, in the border region known as the Calm Waters. I don't think I'll be going anywhere farther, but that shouldn't be a problem. Now I stand here at the gate. The gate to the city few are happy to call their home. Arcoma. that recording device click that beautiful click that means we're in business for more stories ah <sighs> right you are Leon. recording number eight i believe <laughs> i can't believe though that we've made it this far oh for sure usually when people come around here asking a bunch of questions they don't really last long <laughs> all right horrifying let's stray away from that topic shall we <laughs> it seems to be a pretty moderate day in Arcoma. Doesn't seem too cold nor hot. Yep, the blanket of smoke and smog in the sky seems awfully nice today. Hasn't been a snowstorm of ash in a while. I wasn't aware that those occurred here. Nice touch for the recording, I suppose. Ash storms? <laughs> yep, they're brutal. And for the device's record, it is awfully slow here today. <sighs> Any holidays this time, or just another slow day? Actually, now that you mention that, I think today's a labor day. Uh, labor day? Yep, yep. See, Ron, Arcoma functions entirely independent for all the citizens. People choose their own days to work and stuff. However, the day that's right in the middle of the week is what we call labor day. That's basically the day that everyone, no matter who you work for, what you work as, or where you work specifically, come together and all go to work on the same day. It ain't required, but it's seen as a little weekly tradition that brought some sense of peace and unity to the border, as well as a bit of organization to everything. Huh. Interesting. In my town, you're required to work at least four to five days a week straight. We aren't able to choose to work on specific days. Where did this come from? Did the people of Arcoma just choose to go along with it? Uh, well, I think so. I know that Labor Day exists as a tradition in the Calm Waters and Economy Hub, but for the rest of Arcoma, I don't believe they follow it. I see. 
you know, Leon, I've been wanting to ask, is is there any kind of government in Arkoma? I know William Levitt told us that the Tinkerers and the Ocean keep the peace in the calm waters, but is there any, like, elected government, per se? Uh, kinda? I don't really know a lot of it myself, but if there's any kind of government, the Tinkerers are basically it. We've tried to form a government for all of Arkoma in the past, but each time negotiations fell apart due to the simple fact that every representative group invited wanted something that would uh, interfere with what another group wanted. The Tinkerers wanted a government similar to the ones of old times, democracy. Ones where everyone votes on stuff. And we got that ball rolling until Calmwaters and the Arcoma Center got into a dispute with the city wealth distribution. Real dumb blame game all around. The center accused the Calmwaters of wealth hoarding. Calmwaters accused the center of being greedy. The darkness accused everyone of not caring for them. The economy hub wanted to keep everything for themselves, which made the whole democracy idea worthless. And well, it was just a big mess. This sounds really complicated. So, they were willing to throw away the chance to come together and combine strength over petty fights like that? To be fair, there were real problems each group was trying to get figured out. And that was the first time more than two representative groups got together. Nobody really had experience with government planning. It also doesn't help that the PSF was there as well, messing with everything. The... the private security force? Why would they mess around with the negotiations? I... thought they were hired to be a protecting force. That's cause they promised to protect this damn facade! Ah! Jeremiah, long time no see. Nice to have you back, bud. But, uh, how much of our conversation did you hear? Uh, a good amount. I was actually at the door, but I didn't want to intrude on the conversation. Do you boys have any idea how loud you both talk? <laughs> I, I guess not. Well, anyways, I'm here now. What's happened to everyone anyways? It's a ghost town in here and outside as well. Oh, that's because of Labor Day. We have a day in the week where everyone goes to work. No exceptions, usually. Huh. I don't think we have that in the Dark District. Well, I guess that answers your question, right? <laughs> yeah, it does. Anyways, Jeremiah, what can I get you? I would like the pure cinnamon whiskey. In a mug, please. Uh, you sure? That stuff is strong as hell on its own, but in a mug? I know, I know. It's just that today... I'm, uh, feeling slightly more careless than usual. <laughs> well, uh, uh, shit, okay, awesome, as long as you can hold your liquor. Hey, uh, Jeremiah, you said that the PSF's pledge to protect was a facade. Do you think you could elaborate on that? Ah, I see what's going on here, Barton. Trying to squeeze another story out of me, huh? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to, 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 to assume. Uh, you don't have to if you don't want to. Hey, don't worry, kid. I'm just messing with you. I'd be happy to talk. Oh, damn it. <laughs> but but that, that's great. Thank you. So, first question is, what are your thoughts on the private security force? They're a bunch of bastards. Nothing more than an occupying army. They're basically the Tempest with more social acceptance. 
You... you know about the Tempest, Jeremiah? Yeah, I hate the PSF, but at least with them, they try to give a shit about how they act, even if most of the time they don't. The Tempest were worse if you were in any way, shape or form, an obstacle in the path of whoever hired them, they would tear you limb from limb. They bullied anyone in their path, and they were in control of the center, and they regularly fought with this gang called the Demons. Oh, I actually heard about the Demons recently. I learned all about them from a Tinkerer member who came into the bar. Their fight with the Tinkerers, the battle of the center, and how they were completely destroyed. That's good. That gives me less things to explain. Anyways, yeah. The rich regularly hide the Tempest to do their dirty work and protect their factories. Back then, only the Suez gang was around and they weren't even a huge force. I would get into fights with them regularly. Even though I would always lose, I still got some good punches in. Then I got put in this wheelchair and their attacks on me got worse and I couldn't even fight back because, well, my legs chickened out. God, they sound awful. Told ya they were all bastards. Luckily, though as time went on, after the rich escaped into the Undercity, only some of them got to go down there with them. With no one to hire the ones left over, they basically became another gang, doing illegal shit and being hypocrites. With less power though, they regularly lost more and more territory to the demons and became humiliated when the people they bullied would bully them right back. So one of them tried to talk down to a man who was walking with his daughter. The bastard got beat down into a pulp by the guy with the girl cheering at it. It felt good watching him get what he deserved, but the enjoyment didn't last. Since the Tempest fell to obscurity, I think it's safe to say they finally lost when the PSF was created then. Ah, yep, a lesser of two evils. Though, there was actually a time when it was thought the Tempest would return. It was when the old leader of the Tinkerers, Isaiah Washington, began to attack the demons, forcing their attention off the Tempest. That didn't last long though, cause Isaiah put bounties on the heads of the Tempest. So, the Tinkerers had a hand in ending the Tempest, then? Funny thing is, Ron, in a way, every gang at a point had a hand in destroying the Tempest. The Tempest became basically pushovers, and the Battle of the Arcoma Center gave the PSF a reason to move in and try and take control of the center, which in turn, basically ended the Tempest indefinitely, since they hunted them like spiders to flies. Yeah, that's what happened. Anyways, that whole entire mess was left for the PSF, and they eventually had to draw back. Not enough respirators or resources. It seems as though everything in Arkoma revolves around gangs and crime. That is correct, yes. I mean, it ain't that bad, but... Uh... Excuse me, barkeep? Uh, oh, uh, sorry about that, friend. I'll be right there. <laughs> uh, excuse me, gentlemen. So, I had heard that once the demons were killed off, and the sensor was abandoned, that that left the opening available for the other gangs to rise up in power. Yes, it did. They were either real smart criminals who wanted to advance in the food chain, so to speak, 
or remnants of other gangs that came together or the most likely version, drunken fools who loved the sound of a gun firing. I see. So, Jeremiah, do you mind if I ask you a question? You wouldn't happen to know anything about, say, the Mafia, would you? <coughs> well, uh, no, I wouldn't. And you'd be best off not knowing anything either. Alrighty, boys, I'm back. What are we talking about? Leon, you wouldn't happen to know any other info on the Mafia, would you? Uh, no. Uh, sorry, Ron. All I know about them are the basics. I'm sure we would have gotten good story from old Scaredy Cat Calico, but he ended up fleeting out the bathroom window. He certainly did seem like he knew some things, but I don't think he would have said a lot, honestly. Whoa, whoa, hold on, boys, you lost me. Who is this O'Calico? Oh, you don't know Jeremiah? Uh, he's really popular here in the Calm Waters, mostly because of his nickname, Scaredy Cat O'Calico. He's afraid of everything, and I do mean everything. Does he happen to be about this tall, smells a little weird, stutters a whole lot, and uh, thinner than the usual folk here in the waters? Actually, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no way. There's no way you're talking about the fella I'm thinking of. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I knew a guy in the dark district whose last name was Ocalisco. The man was, honestly, kind of twisted. He'd do some real crazy shit. He got on the bad side of the majority of the gangs way back in the day. Must have changed his name a little bit if you know him as Ocalico. I don't blame him either. <laughs> I'd change who I was if they all were after me. What? No way in hell. Believe me, fellas. I was there with him. For some reason, the only person he didn't fuck around with was me. Even when I was forced onto a wheelchair, he would just wheel me around to his various antics. In a way, I appreciated the sentiments, but then I would go right back to realizing, oh yeah, this guy's got a couple screws loose. I don't want to get on the bad side of anyone just by being around this guy. So, what happened to this Ocalisco? Don't know. One day he barked into my house and told me he was gonna join a new gang, but I never really heard from him after that. Honestly, I thought he'd be dead by now. Apologies for listening in on your conversation, gentlemen, but I couldn't help but overhear you talking about the Calico. You wouldn't happen to know where he is, would you? What do you ask? Oh, excuse my forwardness. My name is Charles C. Dedrick. I'm a part of the ocean. We've been trying to track Ocalico for a while now, ever since he came back to the calm waters. Well, why would you? He doesn't seem to be a threat to anyone. Well, as your friend in the wheelchair said before, he's angered a lot of people in the past, and when there's angry gangs, there's hitmen. And when there's hitmen, there's a danger to innocent people trying to live their lives. Like the Mafia. I, I remember him talking briefly about them, and uh, one of them actually came in and con confronted us. Who was it? Who came in here? Oh, uh, he was... Uh, his name... Uh, uh, sweets. Um, candy. Candy sweets. Fuck! The reports are right. This isn't good. Shit. If the Mafia in the waters you, uh, you're Ron Barton, aren't you? Uh, 
yes, sir. That's that's me. Am am I in in trouble? I see, I see. No, no trouble yet. It's just I've been hearing about you from all over the waters. You've been gaining quite a reputation, my friend. The outsider from beyond the hills. I've spoken to a lot of people here in the economy hub who have seen and heard you. They say you're gathering infos from locals as research. Is that correct? Uh. Yeah, it is. I come from a small town far away, and I'm bringing information back to help my professor study Arcoma. Interesting. If you would like, I could answer some questions you may have. I'll have to simplify them, however, because I'm on a bit of a tight schedule. Ah, oh, thank you. That would be extremely good for my research. I'll stay back for a while and let you two talk then. So... I've been getting conflicting details on the creation of the Calm Waters. Did the ocean or the Tinkerers create the Calm Waters? Well, it was mostly the Tinkerers. The ocean was formed a short time afterward after we decided we wanted this district to be peaceful. And well, we still needed protection for that peace. The Tinkerers couldn't do that. Ah, I see. So... Why didn't the rest of Arcoma want to agree on peace? Too many gangs is my guess. The savages in the central city can't help but try to kill each other all the time. So a peaceful community where everyone gets along wouldn't really appeal to them. Oh, okay. That, that makes sense. Well, now that I got that out of the way, uh, could you tell me about the Mafia? I've heard bits of them here and there, but that's it. I can tell you what I know. Honestly, there isn't much public knowledge about them. Most of the time, knowledge means danger with these guys. Know too much and they're just gonna take you out. They just showed up out of nowhere one day and they quickly developed their reputation amongst everyone with their less than friendly tendencies. Speak out against them, dead. Look at a member wrong, dead. Ask too many questions about them, well, dead. Is there anything else on them? I think it would be in your best interest to stay away from this one, Mr. Bolton. Especially if Sweets is around here. Well, I gotta get back to the base. Need to find a report for the high ops. I hope I was of use. Oh, absolutely. I got a ton of good information down. That's good. I'll try to see you guys around. Thank you. Goodbye, friend! Damn, that was a lot, even for me. I could barely even think there for a second. All this gang shit. Scary stuff. I should go home soon as well. I don't like being out too late. Damn cockroaches like my chair more than any garbage scrap. <laughs> that definitely doesn't sound good. Uh, would you like a drink for the road? Hmm, yes. Another one of those whiskeys will do. This should cover the first one as well. Another one, huh? You're starting to freak me out there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. When you live up in the district, you get quite used to the escape of alcohol. I'll see you boys another time. Bye. Goodbye, Jeremiah. Happy trails. Get home safe. Say, Ron, buddy, if you don't mind me asking, uh, what do you do when you finish recording that thing? 
Oh, well, usually I give some final thoughts on what I learned from the day after I go up to my room. A little bit of a summary, I suppose. I'm gonna be honest. You kind of got me hooked on this research thing. You don't mind showing me how this thing works, right? Oh, that's no problem. Sure, let's record it now. Well, today marks the end of my first week here in Arcoma. And at the excellent Jager TN! <laughs> of course. Today, I learned from a previous local, one Jeremiah Noir, and someone new from the Ocean Gang about the Mafia. They are definitely spooky folk, I'll tell you that. That's how it's looking for sure. Anyways, that should wrap up everything for today. Uh, very sad. Until next time! <sighs> exactly. Until next time. This is Ron Barton and Leon Jagerty. <sighs> Scheiße. Looks like the recording has stopped again. Huh. Wait. You guys are still here? Uh. Uh, Bideki. Do you have anything to say? Well, Professor Trove, I do indeed have something to say. Thank you so much for listening to episode 8 of our podcast, Dear Coma Chapters. This episode was directed, produced, and edited by Isaac Atlas. It was written by Daniel Ochoa at Absolute Squish. The voice for Ron Barton was provided by Alex Leverett, insta-alex.leverett. The voice for Leon Jaggerty was provided by Blake Mitchell, Twitter at Snow. The voice for Jeremiah Noir was provided by Impulse, insta, impulse underscore xix. And the voice for Charlie Dedrick was provided by none other than Isaac Atlas, Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Isaac Atlas. The music was provided by Isaac Atlas, Blake Mitchell, Transatlantic Rage Blue and Steven Seabird. The podcast artwork was provided by Saperius01 and Wendig0.chan. You can also join our Patreon to get access to episodes one week earlier and access to exclusive content. And in this case, thank you so much for listening, guys. And until next week. But wait, don't turn it off yet. There is something very important I need to tell you. We are currently doing a cross-promotion with the audio drama Station Acadia. And without further ado, here's the trailer. Have fun. The Station Arcadia podcast tells stories from a dystopian world where dieselpunk, steampunk, cyberpunk, and solarpunk societies all exist side by side. These diverse stories are told through a radio station on a shifting island, and given voice by the station's host, Cassandra. Did that man just try to offer jerky as a consolation prize for someone's daughter? Woven through each standalone story are threads that come together to tell the story of a revolution and hope in the face of a dying world. I understand enough. The revolution still has hope and I want to help. Breaks in the narration bring us on site to each society, where we hear four unique and powerful stories. Stop squirming! I can lift myself through the window, let me just... <clears throat> Station Arcadia broadcast Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Transcripts and additional information are available at stationarcadia.com. Remember, listeners, stay safe, stay moving, and stick close. You've been listening to Station Arcadia, the promo.